you know, in the movies where they have that stereotypical plot line of two unlikely people coming together and becoming good friends over the course of the movie. Well, today our guests have a similar experience. Two people coming from two different perspectives into the same gap year programming and realizing that they have a lot more in common. And uh, Alex and Reese today share their gap year journey and the transformations that they had over the course of their year. So take a listen. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer, and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Today, I have two phenomenal guests with me, uh, and I am so excited for them to talk about their Gap Year journey and share a little bit about how it intersects and how they have evolved over the course of their year and what that means for their life today. So today, I have Alex and Reese with me. So welcome, gentlemen, to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate you having us on here. Wicked. Well, let's let the audience get to know you a little bit. So Alex, uh, who are you? What, what are you all about? Yeah, so my name is Alexandre Richardson. Uh, I was born in New Brunswick and I moved out east or sorry, out west to Ontario. And now I'm currently working for MentorU as a uh, video editor and graphic designer. Um, which has been great. It's been a huge blessing. And yeah, I absolutely love to just learn in general. That's what I really dig into, whether it's like psychology, philosophy, uh, astrophysics, or just nature in general, or even video editing that I learned over the summer. Um, yeah, I just love learning. So that's a bit about me. I love it. And Reese, who are you? What are you all about? So um, I'm on my second gap year this year. I'm two years removed from high school. I volunteer for the Red Cross. I work for Discovery, which is a gap year program I was a part of. And I also work at the local American Eagle near my house on my spare time. I'm really big into sports and exercise. And I often, like, I found a new passion for self-improvement books. I've been really whipping through this last one I've been reading. And I just love all this cool knowledge that I didn't know existed before. So I'm really enjoying that. And what book are you whipping through? Um, how to make people like you in 90 seconds. <laughs> Excellent. That is an important skill. I think we're about 90 seconds into this podcast. So I'll let you know how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, I am so glad you're here. Now, you were both part of the same program. Uh, so you guys were both part of a program called Discover Year, which is based in Ottawa, but also has an online component for folks who are elsewhere. And that's how you guys got to know each other. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have met each other if it weren't for the program. Amazing. And what led you to decide that maybe a gap year was right for you? Because the vast majority of people don't make that decision. So what kind of encouraged both of you to head in that direction? 
you can take this one. Okay. <laughs> um, so for myself, um, I have a learning challenge in the form of dyslexia called the written expression. Um, and I found it very hard to academically succeed. And because of that, there was some bullying that came along with that. My friends called me wheelchair brain and vegetable brain throughout high school. So that really took a hit on my self-confidence. I didn't realize until I was able to do a gap year experience. Um, so <clears throat> I realized that I needed more of a different environment, not necessarily an easier one, but a, a different one and not to rush in. I, at first I was like, oh, well, my psychology class is cool, so I'll do a psych degree. But then I realized like I just need time for myself. So I think that's where it all started. <laughs> that's yeah, where it began. I think that's great. And I think that a couple of things that you mentioned are, are things that I hear quite commonly. Um, number one being that, like, what's the rush? Um, I, I felt pressured. I felt rushed. And I knew I wasn't ready. There was, it wasn't the right choice for me in this moment. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be the right choice for you later. Uh, but in this moment, it was, it was time to slow down and to figure it out um, and to find a different learning environment. So you, you bring some, some unique challenges that you have, um, but everybody's bringing their different strengths and challenges and getting out of what is routine is such a powerful thing to do. And, and you can learn so much about who you are and who you want to be by stretching yourself a little bit. I think for myself, one of the hardest parts of my decision is when people ask you like what degree you're doing, you, you tell them and they're interested, but when they ask you why you're doing a gap year, it almost feels like I had to defend my gap year instead of explain it. So I had to defend my choice instead of say why I needed one. Uh, so that was like, definitely, it gave me a little second guessing, but I've always been a little rebel, so I don't find that too hard. But. Yeah, I always say taking a gap year requires a certain level of boldness. You have to be able to repeatedly stand up and, and explain yourself um, when we shouldn't have to. If it's something that you need, something that you want, um, and all the studies show how valuable it is, and all the alum will tell you how valuable it is, but looking forward, it's, it's really difficult to have to say again and again, because the easiest path is the path of least resistance, is doing what everybody else is doing, jumping off the cliff with those lemmings and, and doing what everybody else is doing, even if your heart or your mind is screaming, this is not right for me, that's the path of least resistance. So um, congratulations on your boldness for knowing yourself and for knowing which direction to head. And I wish that for anybody listening to this podcast, that they, that they see that courage that you had and that boldness and that they um, feel ready to step up uh, in that same way. Alex, what about you? Um, did you have similar revelations or was your reasoning a little different? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go through the, the unfortunate process of um, that Reese got with like wheelchair brain and everything. Like Reese is an extremely smart individual. I just want to say this. I admire him a lot and he works so hard to get his things done. And he's being a bit humble right now. Like he had to work at least 15 times more than everyone else to get to where he is. I didn't have to work that hard, but still like, anyway, a bit about me. For me, I went out of high school into astrophysics. I had good grades, kind of a bit of a segue, but I had good grades. I was doing well. I was interested in space. And I remember in high school, I was going through a really a rough time. Um, 
I went through these unfortunate events that made me re-question my values, um, like where I was at, where I was standing, my friends, my family, basically my whole life got turned upside down. And um, on top of that, I had now, I have to, I had to, sorry, I had to tell people that like, oh yeah, I'm heading into university, like full force, I'll be good. And like, I'm super interested in astrophysics, which I was super interested in learning in, like about space. But when I ended up getting there, um, I, I, I was in school in French. I went to an English university. So I couldn't, like I had a huge learning curve, uh, certainly in mathematical terms, like it was really hard to get over that. Even though I took a week, like, like ahead of university to try to get everything down, um, it, it wasn't enough. And then I noticed that there was some, um, some, I guess I could, a sort of discrimination. I don't want to call it that. It's kind of a, a harsh word to use, but I, I was, I, I noticed that certain teachers and teacher assistants were harder on me because I was French and I tried to ask questions to learn about, hey, like, I'm not understanding this concept. Like, would you happen to know what this is in French or, you, you know, yada, yada, yada. And even just grading, like being graded harder in my labs because like the, the TAs didn't really like me because I was, I guess, I don't know. I, I never got to talk to them to know why, but anywho. So eventually I noticed that I was not happy with myself. I was working 35 hours a week on top of full-time school. I was miserable. I wasn't liking where I was heading in my life. And I started asking myself, like, is this where I want to be? And is this what I want to be able to look back upon and be like, yeah, I, I have no regrets on this. And the answer was no, I, I did not want to be here. I, I felt like I was wasting my time, which we have so little of. And I, this wasn't my true calling. So once I, I, I knew that I started planning and I made plans to go off and teach English as a second language and travel the world. Cause that's what I loved. I love traveling. I've been traveling since I'm four years old and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is my plan. And then I, I had this speech of Jim Carrey that really inspired me and I took the leap and it was the hardest decision of my life to drop out of university but it was ultimately the best decision of my life. Even though I had a six months of regretting and of questioning what I'd done and having my parents doubt what I'd done, my friends doubt what I'd done. Like I've had friends leave me because they're like, oh, you're a failure now. Like that's what they labeled me as. And it was hard. And eventually I found Discoverer and I knew that that was my calling. That was my space for the time being. And yeah, like I said, it was one of the best decisions ever. And, and those words I hear again and again, the best decision I ever made. Um, and I think it's really neat hearing Reese coming out of high school and you having some post-secondary experience that it doesn't matter when in your life you come to that realization. If you are not happy with the status quo, if you are not feeling good in yourself, if you are not feeling good about what's happening in your immediate circle, you have power to change that. And it's going to take a lot because you're going to have to go against the grain. 
You're going to have to talk to your parents about this. You're going to have to leave something that's comfortable or something that society tells you is the right thing that you're supposed to be doing. And I hate that word. I hate supposed <laughs> to. Um, but you have to, you have to step up and you have to know what's best for you. Um, so same to you, kudos for having that boldness and Thank recognizing you. because, um, you could be graduating now and be miserable. And like, if you think about what that path might've looked like for you to fulfill the status quo, uh, you would not be smiling and happy and have the friends and have the motivation you have today. So, um, I, I commend both of you for taking the road less traveled and for finding the right space because it does take a little bit of hunting, um, to find the right space and the, the right people. And so that kind of leads me to the fact that uh, you guys were in the same program and uh, were you guys just instant friends? You walked into the room and all of a sudden like click, here are my people and you were just magnetically drawn to one another and you guys are going to be best friends for life. Is that how that story played out? So um, a funny story, actually, Alex, <laughs> I love you to death, man, but I, I did not like him at all when I first met him, like. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember just not being attracted to him at all. And like, when I would think of everyone in Discovery Room, I had like pegged potential friends and Alex was not, not even in the list at all <laughs> for one of the potential friends. Yeah, like, likewise for me, we were doing this um, uh, like leadership training exercise or uh, I don't know what I would call it. it was something made by escape manner that we were working on. And, um, yeah, I, I hadn't like, for me, I had noticed some, some things that I had gone through in the past that I, I was attaching to Reese, which is totally unfair to attach past experiences onto him. But I was like, Oh, that's some bad leadership that I've seen before. Like I was super scared and I, I did not want to have anything to do with him. So it's, yeah, it was really funny, but Eventually, we ended up talking it through, and now we're really good friends. But at the beginning, no, it was <laughs> it was new. We became friends by accident, though, because he had to drive early to um, skip traffic because he lived all the way out, and then I had to drive in early because I needed to drop my brother off at school. So just both of us chilling for forty five minutes before anyone else came. So I mean, obviously, we're gonna chat a little bit, but. <laughs> Well, I think that's one of the one of the powerful things about a gap year is that all of these things happen almost by accident. It's it's like half accident, half fate, where mm -hmm. you you get surrounded by the right type of people because you're all having some sort of common lived experience together, and and you're on some sort of journey with the people that you're surrounded with. But you're also discovering so much about yourself. Um, and about the way that the world works and about how to get along with people no matter how similar or dissimilar they are to you. So I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that personal journey or that personal evolution or what has changed about you because you took that time, because you pu pushed pause on all the other noise in your life, the academics, the pressure from outside. And you, you said, no, this is important. I'm going to pause all that and I can come back to it or not, but I, I need some time right now. So what, what, has, what has been some of the biggest evolutions uh, that you've seen in yourself over the last little bit? So maybe we'll start with you, Alex, on this one, and then we'll come to Reese. 
Sure. Um, biggest evolution, man. I think there's two things that I know that pops into mind. The first one was um, learning the true meaning of curiosity. Um, it's funny because I, I thought I, I was a decently curious like human being before it, but until I, I had this one trip with one of our, of our fellow students, she was from Portugal. She was an international student. And um, when she came in over the summer, um, I offered her uh, a trip to New Brunswick because I had an empty seat in my car. I was like, if you want to come, I'm up for it. And this is a place I've been to all the time. I grew up there. I was born there. I, I knew it relatively well. And I went back to visit it with her and she was, or she still is, she's not was, she still is the most curious human being I've ever met. And she made me see New Brunswick in a whole new light that I, I had never seen before. And we were asking questions, we were meeting people. We went to this place, um, it's kind of like Upper Canada Village. And we, um, we, we spent four hours doing half the place, which some people take like two hours to do the whole park. But we were just talking with like historians who were there explaining like the different buildings and the history of the land and just actors who were there who even they knew some history about the buildings. And we just asked questions and questions and questions and we were learning so much. We were just soaking it all in. And that was just one of the many instances during that trip that we were like, wow, like if you're curious, you can like the whole world opens up to you. And one more example that really struck me about like building my curiosity. I, I was at this arena skating around, went back to the locker room because the, the ice time was over. And um, this one gentleman um, didn't know him, didn't really engage with him until, I, I don't know, we, caught, we crossed like eyesight or whatever. And then we started a conversation and we ended up having like a 45 minute conversation about life and spirituality and uh, meditation and like all these different things that this is a total stranger like I would have never done this before but just because I was like you know what like I don't agree with everything this person is telling me but he were like we were still relating this stuff on certain levels and he was such an interesting man even though like he yeah like we just didn't align on certain things but it, I didn't let that get in the way of being curious of what he had to say and getting to the juicy stuff that we ended up talking about. So that was like one of the major differences that happened in my life. And the second one was being okay with uncertainty. Um, I think this is a thing that a lot of us have, certainly like my age, starting to think about your future and everything. But yeah, I was always a super anxious student. Um, I always tried to plan ahead because that's how my, my parents taught me, like, think about what you're doing, plan ahead, make sure like you're not messing up, you know, like avoiding mistakes and just trying to, I guess, get straight A's at life all the time, you know. And now that I've gone through that gap year and I've seen that uncertainty is just life itself, like there's nothing that is certain there's nothing concrete. It's just one big ocean that you're riding through. Um, like I, I'm okay with it. Like I'm on my second gap year as well. And I'm, I don't know what I'm like. I, now I know that what I'm doing next year, but I spent quite a lot of time not knowing what the hell I was doing next year. And I, I'm at peace with it. Like it didn't cause me anywhere near as much anxiety that it used to. 
so those are like two really big changes that I got through the gap year that amongst many others but yeah and I, and I think that ability to to live and to function in uncertainty is like the key to unlocking all of the challenges we're seeing with anxiety popping up um, mm -hmm. because what makes us anxious is the things that we can't control which is like 95% of the things in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, just can't, we can only control ourselves. <laughs> and that is such a small piece of the, the puzzle. So to, to learn to be comfortable in that uncertainty and to learn to function within what you can control and to accept some of the other things and how can you navigate and how can you play back and forth between being in control of part and, and out, of, out of control of the other pieces. And I think in a gap year, you get so many opportunities to flex that muscle mm. because you are, it's like, I call it the, your risk-free trial on life, right? Because <laughs> anything that happens on this year, well, it just happened on my gap year. It didn't really impact my future. Like you can test things out, you can try them out and you can take risks that you might not be willing to take in like quote unquote real life. Um, but on your gap year, you can try these things out and, and go through tons of uncertainty, whether that's taking a risk with travel or trying out different career fields or having conversations even with people that you never knew or you never would have before. Um, you can kind of, I don't want to say delay reality, but it's a little mental game you can play with yourself where you're <laughs> delaying reality, but in the same time, you're living out reality and you can start to learn and flex different muscles that then you can actually leverage when you like go back into reality, if we can call it that, um, even though, even though you're in reality all the time. Um, so it's a little, that's a little meta for this conversation. <laughs> I hope people get what I'm trying to talk about. Um, but that's, I, I think it's so important to, to really um, understand how uncertainty is not the enemy um, and a gap yeah. to do that. It can even help you with like dealing with your past. Well, in my experience anyway, like I, I had uncertainties about a relationship that I had and I just didn't understand why it didn't go well. And I was so uncertain if it was like me, the problem, or, you know, like all those usual stuff that comes with the breakup. But at the end of the day, like it's, it just is what it is. Like I'm happy for what happened and like it, it's made me a better person as hard as it was. And I, I may never know what happened for it to happen the way it did, but I'm okay with moving forward from that. Like, it, yeah, like being dealing with uncertainty helps you move, to move on even because it's just like, okay, maybe I don't understand that. And maybe like it's a huge unknown for me, but I can let that go and move on. And maybe I'll get the answer later on, but who knows, you know, like life, it's just a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. What a beautiful story. I love it. Heartbreak. We got, we got success. <laughs> we've got heartbreak. We've got, we've got all the emotions today. Yeah, man. <laughs> Reese, what about you? What were some of the things that you, you noticed in terms of your transformation or the things you learned about yourself on your gap year? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot that I won't know about what transformed in me. Um, and there's been a lot of things that I didn't notice that have been pointed out to me that upon reflection I realized happened. I think the biggest thing for me is um, I've always been a leader. Like in my sports teams, I was captain and 
whatnot, but the type of leadership, I don't want to say it was the wrong leadership. I think I'll use the word selfish. Like I was good at leading, but I asked my coaches like, what can I do to be captain of the team? Cause I wanted to be captain of the team. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm good enough. I'm a leader. Let me be captain. And I asked that not to improve myself, but so I could be the captain where now when I ask for feedback, instead of doing that to like improve my status, it's genuinely so I can improve myself. So on my sports teams, it's like, how can I improve my leadership? Because I wanted to improve my leadership, not so I could be captain of the team. And at my job, it's how can I improve myself? Not so I can have better rep with them before I can genuinely be better at my occupation. So that's something that um, is a huge thing that I noticed about myself. Um, another thing I went to for my travel, I went to Australia by myself for the whole month of February. Um, and I was nervous about it because some people were doing it with friends. And the first thing I really wanted to do it with another person, I'm a very social being, but I knew that I would get more out of it if I did it by myself. And let me tell you the amount of times I got lost, like, oh, and I would panic over like the smallest thing, something would happen. And like, say my Google Maps put me in the wrong direction, I like get sweaty, I'd be panicking, right? And the biggest thing Australia taught me was to, to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So throughout my trip, when all of a sudden I didn't have Google Maps on me because I didn't have Wi-Fi, I was able to take a deep breath, scan the situation, think to myself, critically thinking, and then get home safe when there was no panic involved. Like I didn't need to, I just, I needed that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you, you mentioned a couple things okay. um, that, that I think are really, really important to, to circle back to um, and is, is knowing yourself a little bit better and, and knowing yourself in a different context because you had, you had seen yourself once as a particular type of leader and sometimes we get into, we get pigeonholed, we get put into a certain box when we're around the same people all the time. And I think about this in high school. Like if you come in in grade nine and you are captain of the hockey team in grade nine, there's an expectation for the rest of your high school career that you're going to be a certain way. Or if you come in on the first day of school, you get shoved in a locker, you're going to be shoved in a locker every day of high school. Like we get put into these, into these personas and it can be really hard to see ourselves in a different light until we get the opportunity to change our whole surroundings. And a gap year is one way to do that. So you're going to be leaving the comfort of school. You're going to be leaving the comfort of that same friend group. Um, and you're going to be surrounding yourself with different people. And you get a chance to look at yourself differently, look at what you value, look at how you're showing up in the world and how new people are perceiving you. Um, and it's, it's like holding up a mirror for the first time and you look in that mirror and you're like, do I like what I see? Is that, is that really me? Is that who I want to be? Um, and sometimes if we're in the rat race and we're just going, going, going for the sake of going and achieving for the sake of achieving, we don't take that time to reflect and to look in the mirror and to evaluate, am I, am I living out my values? Am I living out my dreams? Am I going in the direction that I want? And for you to be able to see how that leader who was showing up as, as the captain for the sake of being the captain is very different 
from Reese right now who who wants to be a leader to to support a team and to do better in the the work that you do um it's a very different perspective and i think that that is great um and the same thing on your trip being able to push yourself out of your comfort zone i think so much of our life um we protect ourselves from getting out of that comfort zone because by like evolution, like you find a safe cave, you live in that cave. You do not go looking for a new cave because there might be a bear in that cave. Um, and, and so we have to, to push ourselves out of that comfort zone a little bit. And you did that by heading to Australia and recognizing that you were up for the challenge. And not only were you up for the challenge, but you had the skills to be successful at that, that it was, that it was a calculated risk. That you, that you were able to think it out and you were able to say, no, this is going to be hard, but I can do it. And you did. And you came back and you survived and you thrived. And now you have a whole slew of other skills that you can put in your tool belt to help you be successful at the other things that you're going to be tackling in your life as well. So kudos to you guys for all of that incredible growth that you guys experienced. Now, if you could go back to your grade 12 self, so go back two years ago and think about all the stress that you were feeling, um, the stories that were being told in your high school, um, what would you tell yourself or what would you tell somebody who's in grade 12 right now? Um, now that you're older and wiser and more experienced and you're, you're looking back on it, um, what can you tell them? Um, about where they're at and, and where they might want to consider heading. A word from the, the, the wise, wise Alex and Reese. Very profound, I'm sure. It, it doesn't have to be profound. It could be very simple too. <laughs> um, yeah, so Alex, fine if I go for Yeah, go, go ahead, I need to think about thought. this. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so for myself, a um, little backstory. So in grade 12, I was considering careers very different to what I was considering last year. And last year, I'm considering careers very different to what I'm considering this year. The ones I was considering last year were more of a calculated assessment based on an underestimation of what I thought my skills were. So, um, for example, in grade 12, I briefly considered wanting to be a firefighter, although vegetable wheelchair brains can't be firefighters. So I scratched that off immediately. Um, great, like after my gap year or during my gap year, I had considered other things. And then now we're back to firefighter. And although that was just a brief part of grade 12, now it's like, it's a, it's a passion. Every time I see a fire truck, I want to be on that freaking fire truck. <laughs> um, but I think in regards to that, it would just, I'd want to tell myself, and grade 12 Reese wouldn't listen, obviously. Um, but I would tell him, despite the fact, to just like, not to, not to listen to the outside and not to let that affect. I have a bad habit of letting one person say something and throw me off my game. So not let the vegetable brain comments get in the way, not let the tons of people that are going to get these PhDs get in the way, not let the fact that everyone said I should go straight into the working world because I don't have what it takes get in the way and just like listen and appreciate my strengths. I think would be, that's as wise as I can get tonight. But <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I would tell my, my ignorant great job self. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful. Um, and I'm getting like 
all emotional about it because there are so many people. Um, like if you if you're into psychology and nerdy like me in terms of the teenage brain and how it's evolving at that stage, your peers are so important to you and your parents' uh, expectations or wishes for you are so important to you that we sometimes forget ourselves and, and, and we don't listen to ourselves. We listen to those other voices because we place more value on them just by a brain science part of who we are. Um, and so like, of course, grade 12 Reese isn't gonna listen to you because that's where you were. Um, but I think that the more that people in grade 12 can tune into that voice and can, I don't know, journal about it or go for a hike alone and let that voice speak a little bit louder and listen to what it's saying. Um, because I think that, that Reese, you've got a lot of people that have given you a lot of positive affirmations, um, on your gap year, but it still has to start from inside of you. So I think that that voice, that, that little fire got fueled by other people. Um, but if you start to make space for it, you can start to hear it whispering and then it becomes louder and louder and louder. And, uh, soon it's the, the wail of a fire truck. Um, that's how loud it is, uh, calling you in, in your direction. So I think those are very, very wise, wise words. Alex, what about you? If, if you could go back. Did you want to say something Reese before I go? Oh, if that's okay. I was just like, yeah. um, my parents would always, like, they were always supportive, but I would never, like, I just wouldn't listen to the parents. And then I got an award in high school, like the vice principal's award. Um, and then I still didn't think highly of myself. So it's just interesting to look back. And despite getting a 90 average in grade 12, which is a silver medal, like pristine, I still didn't believe in myself because of the four years of the bullying. And that's Alex, you're up, man. I'm sorry. I'll stop back. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. I knew there was something good there, so I wanted you to, be able to put it out. But yeah, man, I'm I'm glad you're able to believe in your own abilities more. And I've seen that change from the beginning of the year to now, and to even like after the gap year, I've seen you get more and more comfortable and confident with like your abilities with it and the t the conversations you've had with uh D or man, what's his name again? Brett, Brett. Brett, there you go, Brett. He, he's a firefighter. It's really helped him get more confident and be extremely excited. When he says he wants to be on that fire truck, like every day he almost messages it to me on a phone call. Like it's that bad. Anyway, uh, for me, uh, if I had advice for my 12th grade self, um, I know I wouldn't listen to myself because I was such in a dark place. I did not listen to anyone. Um, so I would just say that everything's going to be okay because I knew that's what I needed. Um, for people who are listening in, dare to dream. Those are my words. And I say that because when I was in university, it would have been so much easier to just be like, you know what, I'm going to push through this. As much as it doesn't sound like it's easier to push through something than to let it go, Especially or I could have let it go in physics. <laughs> something right. that's going to be easier than pushing through astrophysics, like that's that's got to be pretty pretty easy. To find. <laughs> yeah, like that's true. Like I could have I could have changed my program. I could have given up entirely on post secondary. I could have given up on myself. Like I, I could have done so many other things that would have led me to paths where I wouldn't have been happy. But 
I dared to dream and I allowed myself to, like, I, I made space for bigger things to happen. And like, I got this because I, I, I questioned myself and I, I questioned what was around me and I allowed myself to be like, there has to be something more or there can be something more. And when I, to anyone listening, please, if you're inspired by these words, go try to find the commencement speech of Jim Carrey, because that is one of the main reasons why I dropped out of university. But basically, he tells you to dare to ask the universe for it. I asked the universe for it, and I'm like, I'm, I'm living the rewards of it. And it's amazing. And it's, it's just flowering. I planted a seed, and now it's growing. So if you can dare to dream, plant that seed, let it grow and like allow yourself to become the best person you can be and have the best life you can be for yourself because everyone can make that happen for themselves if they truly believe that they can do it and they allow themselves that space to be able to make it happen. Uh, so d dare to dream. I think that's a really great message, a uh, really great mantra to, to carry with you and to not be afraid of those dreams um, and, and to figure out how to make those dreams a reality. It doesn't just have to stay out there in this existential universe space, but you have to take steps to make those dreams become a reality. Um, now, both of you did your research and you came across the Discover Year program. Um, so for those listening, they, they might not have done their research. They might not have come across Discover Year. So can you just give the Coles notes so uh, people will know if they should look up the program and if, if it is the right fit for them. So what, what is Discover Year all about? For sure. Um, let's see. There's a lot. You learn a lot. A lot of it is life skills. A lot of it is um, just learning, like giving you the space to explore yourself. So it, it's great. It's a great way to be able to take a, a gap year and not just waste it sitting down on a couch watching Netflix. And I guess if I would go in a bit more detail, so we do do workshops every Wednesday of the, like every week, there is an orientation session, where you get to connect with your peers and really dive deep into certain topics there. But then after that, it becomes a weekly thing. So in the workshops, you cover interview skills, self-awareness, communication style. Sometimes uh, I know this year they've gone into the teenage brain. That's what they're doing next week. So they're exploring anatomy and how that affects them. Um, all sorts of different stuff, but it's all relevant to becoming a better individual and like just growing as a person. We also get to do a community service project, which helps you build teamwork skills. You need to get it done by the end of the year. So you really work hard on it and you work on something that you're proud of, which ends up being great. And you have a travel period. So for an entire month, whether you want to take two days, a weekend or the entire month to travel, whether it's in Canada, 30 minutes down the street or completely across the world. That's entirely what you decide. As long as you have a goal for it, you go and travel and you learn. You go out in real life and you apply whatever you've learned throughout the year. And yeah, I think that would be like the best Coles note. Honestly, if that interests you, um, visit the website at discoveryear.ca or like get in touch with us is probably the best way so we can chat with you guys. 
Um, I don't know when this is going to come up, but we do have an open house coming up. It might be too late, but that's okay. We the do open have open houses. houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably too late. We do have open houses. Like, come visit, come say hi, talk to us. We'll be more than happy to chat with us. And we have a bunch of alumni that are happy for one-on-ones as well, myself included. So yeah, that's the gist of it. I love it. And I, I, I work with a lot of different gap year programs and they all have their various strengths. And mm-hmm. what I see consistently coming out of the Discovery Year alum is that self-awareness, that confidence, um, a better sense of clarity for what their next steps are, whatever that looks like. And it really comes through the, the, the formal um, sit downs that you do, um, the, the workshops on like hard and soft skills and the relationships that are formed and the way that you bring in your real life experience um, into, into the workshops and into the conversations and into the reflections so that at the end of it, you can see that you've grown and changed and, and somebody has helped guide you on that journey. So whether that's your peers or your mentors that you get connected with along the way, um, there's, there's so much in this program and it, and it really is a year long community of people, but it also allows you the flexibility. It's not something that's happening 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You do have flexibility outside of your workshop days to do other things on your gap year that are of interest to you and helps you to really explore um, the, the different facets to who you are, to earn money um, and to, to get involved with other things. So it really is a really well-rounded program and the alumni speak so highly of it. Um, so if that sounds like something that is of interest to you, definitely check out the website, uh, follow them on social media. They, they post really great content there and uh, you can get more information from them about that program. Um, so really, really great. Uh, but what about following along with uh, Reese and Alex on their journey? Um, is there some way who folks have, if they've really connected with you on this podcast, and they want to follow along. Um, is there somewhere that they can do that? Cheekly, cheeky little plugs. Uh, my Instagram is at AR38, 138, sorry, AR138. And if you guys want to go get me on my LinkedIn, Alexan Richardson, um, yeah, you can follow us there. And we do have a blog, me, Reese, and another alumni. It's newtonsappletree.org. You can follow us there as well. We're trying to explore the world and through our uh, young souls, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, for myself, if you want to follow me on Instagram, R-H by S-F-I-T-Z-I. And for uh, LinkedIn, it's just Reese Fitzgerald with a capital G, though. A lot of people forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, I think I I think your stories are just so radically different yet so relatable, and uh, and the the fibers of your story have been woven together forever. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just such a such a beautiful story to for you guys to have shared today with the audience. So, um, on behalf of all the listeners, thank you so much for sharing your stories, for being so open and vulnerable about your journeys, because that again takes that boldness that it takes to have a gap year. And hopefully your stories have given people the confidence 
to, um, to acknowledge all of the pressures that they're feeling right now in their grade 12 year. Um, all of those external voices, uh, parent, parental expectations, expectations you're putting on yourself for no good reason, um, what your peers are saying, and all of the, the other voices that can be really, really loud right now, um, and, and figuring out how to listen to yourself, and then how to do what's going to make you happy, um, and what's going to connect you with people who are the right people to support you on your journey because once you have that the success and your future will unfold from there um, rather than heading down a path that uh, is is predetermined by somebody else and is going to lead to a lot of discomfort and uh, and and not being a good fit for you so again just thank you guys so much for being here I really appreciate your stories pleasure it's a huge honor to be invited to the podcast. Thank you again so much, Michelle. It's very, very appreciated. I'm really glad I, you were able to share the space with us this evening. 100%. And to anyone listening, we're, we're out here. Like, there's, there's a place for you guys, too. Like, reach out. Don't be afraid. Like, you got this. So as you just heard, Alex and Reese were part of a program called Discover Year. Now, if this sounds like something that would be of interest to you, they do have their first round of applications closing this month. So head to their website, discoveryear.ca, and take a look at the program and the application process to make sure you don't miss out on your chance to have a similarly transformative experience to our guests today.